yabba dabba do or something. I don't know. But I, I thought of one you could use. Amen. Mountaintops for a new year. How's that? Mountaintops for a new year. You can turn to Genesis chapter 8 tonight. Genesis chapter 8. You forgive me. I am not used to holding a microphone. I'll try to hang on to this thing. But amen. I'm not used to holding one. I'm used to having free hands and Amen. I'm not Italian, but you'd think I was. I can't hardly talk without my hands flying and flailing everywhere. Amen. Genesis chapter 8. I appreciate Brother Jeffrey's asking me to come tonight. I really, I, I honestly, before God, I just wanted to come sit down and listen to him. I'm being very, very honest. Uh, amen. And uh, I, I'm going to the place now. I know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to, I'm just going to uh, show up and without telling him I'm coming. Of course, I, some of you know Brother Ronnie Lynch from Hagerstown. I used to pull that on him from Sear Foss there, and he'd look at me and say, Good to see you, Brother Hawk, you're preaching tonight. And, uh, and get in that Bible and look for some notes. I'd say, Okay, Brother Lynch, that's, that's fine. So that, that showing up on the spot doesn't always work with some folks. So Genesis chapter 8, we want to be mindful of the time tonight. I really do. I will try. Amen. I know Brother Jeffrey says that's all right, but I don't want to labor you. Amen. I don't want any Eutychus falling out the window. Amen. And going to sleep on me tonight. Genesis chapter 8, starting at verse 1. And God remembered Noah and every living thing and all the cattle that was with him in the ark. And God made a wind to pass over the earth and the waters assuaged. And fountains also of the deep and the windows of heaven were stopped and the rain from heaven was restrained. And the waters returned from off the earth continually, and after the end of the hundred and fifty days, the waters were abated. And the ark rested in the seventh month on the seventeenth day of the month upon the mountains of Ararat. And the waters decreased continually until the tenth month. In the tenth month, on the first day of the month, were the tops of the mountains seen. Father, would you help us tonight as we look into your word? I... Lord, if you tarry for a few more hours, we will embark on a new year. God, I'm asking you, Lord, we need to be people of purpose in this new year. Lord, people who go forward under the leading of the Holy Ghost. Lord, people that plan to do exploits because they know their God. Would you help us in Jesus' name? Amen. You may be seated. Amen. Noah's story is a story of incredible faith, incredible obedience, and incredible endurance. Let me say that again because I want you to get that tonight. His story is the story of incredible faith, incredible obedience, and incredible endurance on Noah's part. Amen. On God's part, amen, it is a story of divine intervention. Amen. Aren't you glad for the divine intervention of God and the faithfulness, uh, amen, of God? Amen. Amen. Noah obeys God. I'm glad that he did, aren't you? Amen. Noah obeys God. Amen. And we know that he goes against all that seems like common sense. Amen. Come on now. Amen. Sometimes obeying God will take you against everything that seems like common sense. Amen. Everything. And you, you'll, have, you'll have friends. You'll have family. You may even have church folks that you sit in church with. Look at you cross-eyed and say, what in the world are you thinking? 
Amen. I'm sure Noah had it, don't you? Amen. So he went against, amen, everything that seems like common sense, and he builds an ark, amen, and, and he believes, amen, uh, because God says some things to this man. He builds it the way he should, amen, and thank God that he did. The book, uh, I believe it's the book of Hebrews in the New Testament, tells us that what Noah did in building the ark, that he did it to the saving of his household. Praise God. Man, I tell you, it's important. You and I do things God's way. Amen. Thank God for this man, Noah. Amen. But but follow me here for a little bit. Would you just lend me, lend me your ear, my fellow countrymen, as I try to share what's on my heart with you here tonight. I wonder what apprehension must have filled Noah's heart. Amen. As he embarks on this whole thing. I wonder what uncertainty. Well, it's never rained before. Amen. He's never seen a flood, let alone a global flood. Amen. Prior to this. Amen. He's, he's never seen some of these things. All of this stuff is absolutely brand new to Noah. Amen. What apprehension, what uncertainty must have filled his heart and his mind and spirit. Now, listen to me. Let me let me try to keep this thing steered the right way. I'm talking to you about the new year tonight. I'm talking to you about the new year. Amen. I'll tell you what, I believe, amen, for each and every one of us here tonight, this new year in many ways has some apprehensiveness to it, amen, some uncertainty to it, and if we're not careful, it can fill our hearts and minds about the future. Amen. How Noah's heart, amen, must have ached with the knowledge that so much rested upon his shoulders. Come on now. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Amen. I know Brother Jeffrey's talk knows what I'm talking about, pastoring a church. Amen. I know, I know some of the fathers in here tonight. If, if you've been the, the sole breadwinner for your family, you know what I'm talking about tonight. You can you can get to the place, amen, that you you just your heart's overwhelmed because of so much that is resting upon your shoulders. Amen. In Noah's case, his family, the animals, the world to come, amen, rested upon that man's shoulders. Amen. Here he is in our text tonight, nearly eight months into his world-changing event. Amen. And, and there's little change. Little change. Amen. I, I, I'm amused at how many people think that Noah was on the ark for 40 days and 40 nights. Can I pop your little bubble? He spent more than a year on that ark with his family. Come on now. With animals of all sizes, shapes, smells, and dispositions. And Brother Jeffries, it wasn't 40 days. That's the time it rained. Come on now, friend. He was on there for a lot longer. But when we come to our text tonight, he's been on the ark, amen, for eight months. Nothing has changed, amen. There they still are, floating on an endless ocean. Come on now, put yourself in Noah's place for a little while. Amen, just about all of us would say, amen, does God know what he's doing? <laughs> amen, come on now. Uh, amen, uh, hey, eight months? 
I, I, I tell you, uh, just the, the four months or so of winter that keeps me inside, Brother Jeffries, and out of the garden and out of the lawn and out of the things that I like. I, I'm an outside person. I love to be outside. And just a few months of winter that keep me in, amen, are enough to make you go stir crazy. I can't imagine being shut up in that ark for all that time. Amen. Does God know what he's doing? Amen. He might have even thought in his heart, does God even know where I am anymore? Amen, because I sure don't. Uh, yeah, come on now. He didn't know where he was at, floating around. Amen. But friend, tonight, I, I love the words here of chapter 8, verse 1. And God remembered Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, friend, you better take an assurance in your heart tonight when you don't know exactly what God's doing, when you don't know exactly where you are, and you wonder it's somewhere in your mind, does God even see? Does He even care? Does He understand? Man, remember these words and let them encourage your heart. And God remembered Noah. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm glad. He remembers you tonight, friend. He knows where you are. I don't know what 2023 has been for some of you. Maybe some of you would like to just shut the door and completely turn out the lights on 2023 and not remember hardly anything about it. I think I've had years like that, Brother Jeffries. Well, I'd just really kind of like to just shut the door and say, forget it. Don't, don't even bring it up anymore. Amen. Let's, let's try. Amen. For a new year. Amen. And so God remembers Noah. Amen. I want you to notice verse 5 here with me. The Bible says, And the waters decreased continually until the tenth month. In the tenth month, on the first day of the month, were the tops of the mountains seen. Amen. Interestingly enough tonight, that first day of the 10th month corresponds exactly with our New Year's Day. You know their calendar was different from ours. You understand that? Amen. But that first day of that 10th month corresponds perfectly with our New Year's Day. And so that's why tonight I'd like to talk to you a little bit tonight about the mountaintops, amen, of the new year. The mountaintops, the Bible says here, amen, that on this 10th month, on the, uh, on the first day, were the tops of the mountains seen. I'm sure after all that time on the ark, amen, it was a refreshing sight, amen, to see, amen, the tops, amen, of these mountains. Praise God. Mountains there, if you can imagine, I, I, I've never been on the ocean. I've never sailed on the ocean. Really have my doubts if I ever will. I have no great desire to, amen, doubt that I ever will. Probably one of the closest things that I can ever uh, relate maybe to this was several years ago there when we were building a cabin up on the backside of Spruce Knob. Amen. I had driven for, for miles. It, it took me probably nearly an a half to get up to the cabin, nearly an hour and a half to get up to the cabin uh, where we were working and building there. And Brother Jeffries, amen, all through the valley from the time I left where we were living there at Petersburg, I had driven in dense fog. 
I mean, Sister Jeffries, it was thick and dense. In some places, you know how it is. Cut it with a knife. Amen. Try to see. But friend, I'll never forget it. I videoed it and somewhere I need to pull that video up and amen, look at it again. But as I was, as I was climbing up, uh, Brother Jeffries, that road leading me up and up and up and up towards Spruce Knob. Amen. I got up there. Amen. And I crested out of that old fog. And Brother Joel, I got above it. There was a look-off point, and I pulled off, and out through all the massive valley in front of me was this thick, dense fog. It looked like an ocean, Brother Ed. But sticking up out of it, amen, were those mountaintops, and the sun was rising. And Brother Jeffries, I think it's one of the most beautiful sights that I have ever seen, amen, to see those mountaintops sticking up out of that ocean of fog. Amen. Uh, friends, and so that, that's how I would relate here, amen, to what Noah potentially saw here, amen, looking out on this vast ocean of water, amen, that, that's been there for months, amen, amen, and there glistening in the sunlight are mountain peaks, amen, oh come on, you and I probably take it lightly because every day we crawl out of bed, we look around and we got mountains, but Noah hadn't seen any for a long time, all he had seen was water, 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 amen, amen, that's surely got to get old, amen, after a while, and there they were, glistening in the sunlight, amen, the mountaintops, amen, amen, who knows, and I'll tell you, friend, tonight, no Noah did not know what lay under that ocean of water that was still there. Amen. Amen. The world that Noah knew was gone. I think sometimes we don't realize how much the earth changed in the flood. The world that Noah knew was gone. As a matter of fact, I believe it's Peter that says that old world. Amen. It was so different. He didn't know. You listen to me, he didn't know, amen, what the valleys were going to look like. He didn't know how things were going to be. He didn't know the changes that were going to happen, amen. But up out of the midst of all of that uncertainty, amen, that was out there still under that water, amen, there were mountaintops, amen, that were lifted up to the sky, amen. In his mind, he might have been saying, what's it all going to be like, amen, when these floodwaters are completely gone, what's it all? going to be like. Amen. What am I going to find? Amen. But above it all, he could see mountaintops sticking up. Amen. I'll tell you, friend, we look at the year 2024 apprehensively. I don't know about you, but I do. Amen. And I'm not trying to be Mr. Gloom and Doom, but my God, help us. What are we, what are we looking forward to? What are we looking forward to? Amen. What are we? Amen. Eight or nine million illegal aliens that have come across the southern border into our country. Amen. A country that's rocking and reeling with bickering and fighting back and forth. Come on now. An economy that we're being lied to that says it's good. Amen. Yeah, it's good all right. Maybe if you're a multimillionaire and can't keep afford to buying and doing. Amen. Amen. But for everybody else, like Brother Jeffrey said, us, us factory workers, us carpenters, amen, us little peons, amen, Brother Hughes. It ain't quite so good. Come on now. I'm not being gloom and doom, but let's, let's be honest. What do we know what this year holds? What do we know? Under, listen to, I'm trying to relate this to us tonight. Under the waters of this coming year where we can't see, amen, brother, what's it hold? 
What's it hold? Do we know? No, we don't. We don't know what it all holds. Oh, but let me move on here quickly tonight. Amen. So I can live up to my promise not to keep you till midnight. Amen. Amen. But amidst... But in the midst of all that apprehension, in the midst of all of that uncertainty, there are mountaintops glimmering in the sunlight of heaven's goodness. Amen. That's what I want to talk to you about tonight. Hallelujah. On that first day of that 10th month, corresponding with our New Year day, there were mountains glimmering, amen, in the sunlight of heaven's goodness and heaven's divine grace and mercy, amen, that probably, amen, caused Noah's heart to swell with hope. God does know where I am. God is in control. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, amen. Labor with me a little while longer, dear friend. Amen. There are mountaintops to give us hope for the new year. Amen. And I want to talk to you here quickly tonight, if God will help me, about some of these mountaintops. And if you are apprehensive about this new year, amen, friend, I want to look, I want you to look beyond the things of this earth. Amen. That's what we need to do. Are you hearing Brother Hawk tonight? We need to look beyond the circumstances of this earth and life. And we need to get our eyes fixed, amen, on what is certain, amen. Amen, those mountaintops, amen, of God that are glistening above the uncertainty of the year. We need to get our eyes on them and focus on them, hallelujah, hallelujah, and see what God Amen, we'll do. I want to first first talk to you here tonight. The first mountaintop that I want to talk to you tonight is the mountaintop of divine promises. Amen. Amen. First Peter chapter 1. First Peter chapter 1. Actually, it might be 2 Peter. I'm, I'm prone sometimes to, amen, get them confused, but I'll get you the right one here. Amen. All right, it is, it is, uh, Forgive me tonight. Stumbling a little bit. Amen. Second Peter chapter one. I apologize. Second Peter chapter one. Amen. Friend, there's a mountaintop out there called God's promises. I want you to look at them tonight. Amen. Second Peter chapter one, verses three and four. I love this passage of scripture. Look what Peter says. According as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. Did you see that? Your physical life on this earth, this book is full of divine promises. Amen. Y'all quiet tonight. Amen. Brother Hawk, I've got financial needs. You paying your tithe? You giving? Ooh, you got quiet on that one, didn't you? You're paying your tithe. You're giving in the missions offering. You're trying to use your money wisely. You're not eating out every single day and blowing your money down the drain. Come on, hallelujah. You didn't go out and buy that big $30,000 side-by-side that you really didn't need. Oh, hallelujah. Get out of there, Brother Hawk. Quit messing with that. Come on now. Let's be serious. We We blame God for stuff, and it's our own fault. Blame the devil for stuff, and it's really our fault. Amen. My God shall supply all your need 
according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. You struggling financially, you doing the right thing and struggling financially, start claiming that promise. Amen. Amen. I am the Lord that healeth thee. You need healing for your physical body? Claim the promises of God's word. Amen. Oh, now please, I'm not being mean tonight, but you know, we often interpret God's promises from our earthly point of view. We say, but Brother Hawk, I knew Brother so-and-so, and he was a good godly individual, and he died of cancer. It mustn't be God's will to heal everybody. You got, you got the thing switched in reverse, friend. Oh, you got, you're getting quiet on me now, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it to you. Amen. The way I want to give it to you tonight. Amen. You got it flipped around in reverse. Stop interpreting the promises of God by your circumstances or somebody else's circumstances. Amen. I don't know why everybody doesn't get healed. I don't know why every situation doesn't get fixed. I don't know why every marriage doesn't get healed. Come on up. I don't know why every one of your backslidden children don't come into the house of God and get saved. But I know God is not slack concerning his promises. As some men count slackness. Hallelujah. I know that he is a covenant-making and a covenant-keeping God. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. And I'm glad that he is. I'm glad that he's not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he would repent. I'm glad he said it and he'll make it good. Stop interpreting God's promises by your circumstances. You need to flip it around. And get it the other way. He's going to give you the things that pertain unto life. But he's also going to give you the things Peter says that pertains unto godliness. I can't live this Christian life, Brother Hawk. It's just too hard. Well, you need to buckle down and figure out why not. Because that's not what that book says. I've been seeking for the baptism of the Holy Ghost, Brother Hawk, for 50 years. And the Lord hasn't given it to me. What? What? Jesus said, if ye being evil know how to give your children good gifts, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Ghost to them that ask? Don't give me that stuff. Amen. I've been, I've, oh, I've been seeking for 50. No, you haven't. Because my Bible says that in the day that you seek after me with your whole heart. Hallelujah. Oh, no. Somebody's saying, man, I hope he never invites that guy back again. We don't want to hear him. Divine promises, but let me read on there quickly. Amen. According as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us unto glory and virtue. Look what he says here at verse 4. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises. Peter says through the Holy Ghost that they are exceeding great and precious promises. Look out there. Look out over this next year. Amen. Look out of the murky water of this next year and it's uncertainty and you'll see some mountain tops sticking up. Amen. Out of the murky mire mess. Of, amen. And the sunlight of heaven shining on them and you can look and say, that's the promises of God. Hallelujah, 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 my God, help us, Lord. There might come a day that we can't rely on somebody else's finances, on the government. There might come a day that we might not be able to rely, amen, on medicine and a doctor or this or that. Amen, it might get to the place that we have nothing to do but rely on the promises of God. Amen, hallelujah. 
Amen. 2 Corinthians 1.20, Paul says, For all of the promises of God in him. How, how many? What's that little word? Oh, oh, I didn't write that. Would you stop looking at me cross-eyed? I didn't write that. The Holy Ghost wrote it. Hallelujah. For all of the promises of God in Him are yea and in Him. Amen. I saw that verse in a different light than I had ever seen it, and I preached it to my folks recently here. Amen. All the promises of God are yes. So in other words, Brother Jeffries, when I come to God with a need based on the promises of God, He says yes. You're going to make God out to be a liar? You're going to make God out to be somebody who reneges on his promises and backs up? I wouldn't want to be in your shoes when you stand before him. <laughs> Brother Jeffries, if you promised me something and I looked at you and called you a bold-faced liar, you'd have every right to give me a slug, brother. Hey, man, come on now. But you know what? You know the way I saw that verse recently as I studied it. All the promises of God in him are yea. He says yes. And we respond with amen. <laughs> Are you getting that? He says yes. Our response back in faith is amen. 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 So be it. I believe that's what the writer's saying. My God, look at those mountaintops of divine promises. They're there for you tonight. Hallelujah. Let me move on here quickly tonight. Another mountaintop that stood out to me was the mountaintop, amen, of spiritual blessings. The mountaintop of spiritual blessings. Amen. So often we are concerned with earth earthly, carnal, temporary blessings. Amen. Has God blessed you this year? Yeah, I got a pay raise. Yeah, I got a new truck. Yeah, I got this. I got... Whoa, 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 wait, wait a minute. Spiritual blessings. Amen. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Friend, when I ain't got a lot of money in my pocket jingling around. Amen. When I'm not living in the fanciest house on the block. Come on now. When I'm not eating the fanciest food in the neighborhood. It is well with my soul. <laughs> what do you value? Amen. Do you value, amen, the presence of the Holy Ghost in your life? Do you value when heaven comes down? Do you value, hallelujah, being in the presence of the Lord? Do you value spiritual blessings? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Amen. I love there in Genesis chapter 15, Abraham, who is Abram at that time still. Brother Jeffries is talking to God and said, I need an heir, God. All I've got is this Eliezer of Damascus. He's going to inherit all my stuff. God, I need an heir. And God says to him, he says, Abram, I am thy exceeding great reward. Hallelujah. Oh, that we might get to the place in this coming year that we look at the mountaintop of spiritual blessings and say, God, that's what I want right there. They're there, despite what else? My God, how many people 
do you read about through church history who spent time in prisons for their faith? who suffered, amen, for their faith, amen, who had everything ripped away from their life for their faith, but they had the presence of the eternal God. They had spiritual blessings. Let me move on quickly here tonight. What a mountaintop. What a mountaintop. Amen. And this one kind of goes along there very much with that one. Amen. But the spiritual blessing, the mountaintop that is out there in this coming year of divine fellowship, Divine fellowship. Amen. What Adam and Eve lost in the fall was restored to believers through the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Fellowship with the Holy God. Hallelujah. I'll tell you, one of the greatest blessings about being saved is I can come in behind the veil. I can come into the presence of the living God and know that I am accepted because of His Son. Hallelujah. What a mountaintop. What a mountaintop. Hallelujah. Amen. If everybody forsakes you, if everybody turns their back on you, if everybody walks away from you, Jesus has said, I'll be a friend that'll stick closer than a brother. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 13. Amen. But now in Christ Jesus, ye who were sometimes far off, are made nigh by the blood of Christ. Hallelujah. Are you getting it? There you were, barred from the presence of God because of your sin. But because of the blood of Jesus Christ, brother, we can come into fellowship. Hallelujah. Amen. Not with just somebody on this earth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, there John in 1 John chapter 1, brother Jeffries, he talks about how he wants those people to have the same fellowship that he has. He's not talking about going out to McDonald's after church. Amen. He says very clearly, amen, our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What would you trade for that? What would you trade for fellowship and communion? And friend, out, of the, out in this year of uncertainty that lies ahead of us, sticking up is this mountaintop called fellowship <laughs> with the eternal God. Oh, what's it worth to you? What's it worth? Amen. What's it worth, Brother Jeffries? Amen. To be driving down the road and start to pray and the Holy Ghost come down and you began to speak in other tongues as you find yourself in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. What is it? Amen. To open that blessed book. Amen. And amen. And the words of its pages jump off and into your spirit and into your mind. And you know God is speaking to you. What is it to have fellowship with the eternal God. And out in the midst of the uncertainty, there is a mountain peak called fellowship. Amen. Amen. The last peak that I want to talk to you about, amen, is the mountain peak of the coming of the Lord. The mountain peak, amen, of the coming of the Lord. Glistening. Maybe in a way, friend, above all these other mountain peaks that I've talked to you about is the glorious hope of the church. Amen. Amen. I have stressed as I've tried to teach my boys that when you read the word hope in the New Testament, 
It's not the flimsy word hope that we use today. It isn't across your fingers and hope you win the lottery. It isn't across your fingers and hope your mother-in-law doesn't show up for Christmas. Amen. That's not, that's not what it is. Come on now. Or that the in-laws go or outlaws, as Brother Jeff Carr likes to call them, go home early. Amen. I know hope, 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 hope. Oh I, oh, I hope, I hope, I hope. I hope I've got some rich relative some year where a brother that dies and falls over dead and doesn't have anybody to inherit. No, that's a flimsy idea of hope. The word hope in the New Testament means anticipation anticipation, anticipation that's built on some facts, the promises of God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, I'm glad tonight, amen, that we have this mountain peak, amen, called the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Over in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, you know the passage, starting at verse 14, for if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them that would sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain under the coming of the Lord shall not prevent. That word, word prevent means to precede. We will not prevent or precede them that are asleep. In other words, he's saying the living at the rapture will have no advantage over the dead at the rapture. That's what he's saying. Amen. For the Lord himself, praise God. Oh, hallelujah. For the, look at this, look at this mountain peak that I'm talking to you about. With all of the uncertainty of the year 2004, Jesus may come. A couple of you are excited. The rest of you, what are you, you, wait, were you, you more excited about Donald Trump getting in office? If he does. <laughs> well, I got you there, didn't I? I think some of you got more hope in Trump getting back in office than you do Jesus coming. You quiet on that one, aren't you? I know I'm making some of you mad tonight. Amen. Donald Trump's not the hope of the world. <laughs> and he's not my blessed hope. Amen. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God. No, no correlation there, amen. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain, if you're still alive, when that trumpet sounds, amen, we'll be caught up, we'll be raptured. That's what that word caught up means, amen. Together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Look at that mountain peak. Jesus could come in 2024. Somebody says, Brother Hawk, I've been hearing about the rapture for 40, 50, 60 years, our brother told us. Listen, don't let that discourage you that it has ha hasn't happened yet. Simply say, I'm that much closer. I'm that much closer. What's the Bible say? It says, lift up your head, for your redemption draws nigh. Look at that mountain peak out there. It's glistening in the sunlight. Hallelujah. If Jesus came back from the grave, don't you ever doubt, amen, that he will come back for his church. Amen. And we will hear what John the Beloved heard there in the book of Revelation. Come up hither. <laughs> Woo! You're going to hear it if you're saved, if you're redeemed. Come up hither. Amen. I lost my phone, so I don't even know what time it is. Praise God. 
Amen. I don't know where it went. Amen. Somewhere. Let me give you something quick here, and I'm going to be done. There in Genesis, there it is. I was using it as a bookmark. There in Genesis, chapter 8. Notice verse 4 here with me, Genesis 8, 4. And the ark rested in the seventh month on the 17th day of the month upon the mountains of Ararat. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. The Bible tells us that on the 10th month, the first day of the month, were the tops of the mountains seen. But Brother Jeffries, this ark rested two and a half months before, before. I don't know what that tells you, but this ark must have rested on the highest peak. Come on now. It must have lodged on the highest peak around if it lodged two and a half months before the tops of the mountains were seen. Amen. That ark had settled into a high, lofty port from which the tops of the mountains could be seen. Amen. Listen to what I'm saying here tonight, friend. Always remember who and where you are in Christ. Amen. Amen. That ark, that ark was the heaven-designed instrument of salvation for Noah and his family. Let me say it again. That ark was the heaven-designed instrument of salvation for Noah and his family. Amen. But you and I, as the Scripture says in the New Testament, we're not redeemed with corruptible things, but rather we have been redeemed with the precious blood of a spotless lamb. Hallelujah. John the Baptist pointed at Jesus there on the shores of the Jordan River, and he said, Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. Amen. Just as that ark was God's designed plan for the salvation of Noah and his family, Brother Jeffries, Jesus Christ going to the cross of Calvary and shedding his precious blood and rising from the dead on the third day 2,000 years ago, amen, was God's age-old plan for the redemption of mankind. Amen. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Amen. He has Come to take away the sins of the world. And just as Noah could only see those mountain peaks that I've talked to you about from that lofty position where that ark had settled, Brother Jeffries, listen to what I'm saying. You and I can only see the mountain peaks sticking up out of this coming year that I've talked to you about from the lofty position <laughs> of being a blood-washed, born-again, redeemed child of the living God. Amen. Hallelujah. I want things to be well in our nation. I want peace in the Middle East for Israel. I want this and I want that. But friend, listen to me. Above it all, I stand as a blood-washed child of God and I look and I say, God, even if all these things that I want to happen don't happen, amen, that doesn't destroy the promises of God. This world can't see it. This world cannot see it, amen, hallelujah. But us redeemed individuals, amen, who are participating in God's plan of salvation, amen, we can see 
amen, those mountain tops. Amen, one verse of scripture, amen, and I'm going to turn it back over to Brother Jeffries. Amen, Hebrews chapter 6, Hebrews chapter 6 tonight, and there I want to read verse 19 to you. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 19, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which entereth into that within the veil. Friend, Jesus Christ put an anchor in eternity at the throne. You and I from this vantage point, we can't see the anchor, but we know where the rope goes. The rope goes in behind the veil, Brother Jeffries. <laughs> to the other side, we got to get a hold of that rope and hold on. Friend, I'll tell you the promises of God, the promises of God are good for this new year. Spiritual fellowship is good for this new year. Divine blessings are good for this new year. And the hope of the return of Jesus Christ, amen, is good for this new year. I don't know. Maybe some of you, maybe some of you tonight are looking at the year 2024 and saying, I don't even want the door to open because I'm so apprehensive or I already know some of the negative things that I'm going to have to deal with in this new year. I'm asking you tonight. Listen to Brother Hawk. Lift your eyes off of them. Lift your eyes off of that old murky water that you've been looking at for months. Lift your eyes. And if you look, sticking up out are the mountain peaks that God has set for you to give you focus for this new year. Hallelujah. And if you'll keep your eyes on God, if you'll keep your eyes on Jesus, if the Lord tarries, you will navigate your way, amen, through another year with success. You'll navigate yourself through another year having not backslidden on the Lord, having not grown cold, having not grown weary. Hallelujah. Praise God. Oh, those mountain peaks. I hope tonight I've helped you to see them. I've hoped tonight that I've helped you to see what God has in store for them that will believe Him tonight. Hallelujah. Brother Jeffries. Amen. Let's back over to you. 